Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Hello and welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And we're going to do a science story. Science stories. What? Mm-hmm. Take a break from those, some of those boring chemicals. <laughs> We've been doing some elements uh, that what are... What are you talking about? Osmium and iridium were amazingly so interesting. So exciting. <laughs> I found so much cultural significance in them, except I didn't know they existed before <laughs> we did the episode. I kind of knew about iridium. I, not, not so much. About I osmium. really I, only because of iridescence. You know, yeah. osmium reminded me of the name of one of my students. And that's about as close as I got. Well, you know, the reason why I suggested osmium because I was looking at the periodic table and we we're doing oxygen. So I was like, that sounds kind of similar. <laughs> Let's do that one. I don't know. That one has no. It sounds kind of namey like the same. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, we're taking yeah. a break. We're going to talk about um, some stories in the world and in the news Mm -hmm. and we're gonna just kind of have some fun yeah yeah riffing it Mm -hmm. Mm. what's your story my story yeah well i'll tell you okay thanks residents in a small town called nail sea near bristol in the uk had to evacuate their town the day after boxing day this last year okay because of a giant a uh, noxious gas cloud that erupted from a house and poured out into the streets. Want to hear what happened? Yeah. A housewife, mother <laughs> yeah. of three, mm-hmm. her name was Dominique Heath. She was trying to unclog a toilet. Okay. So her son either poured way too much toilet paper or a toy into the toilet. And so she was trying to unclog it. And she decided to use two bottles of toilet unclogger. She let that sit in the toilet for a long time. Okay. Didn't work, didn't work, mm-hmm. didn't work. So then she decided to add three liters of bleach oh. into the mix. Oh, my God. Want to know what she made? Uh, something explosionary? Chlorine gas. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you who don't know. Do you remember gre- our salt episode right. where we talked about how. Chlorine. Um, green poisonous gas. Yes. How mm-hmm. it was used in World War One, mm-hmm. even though there was a signed Geneva Convention right, treaty. so terrible. Saying the way you die. we're not going mm-hmm. to use chemical warfare. Yeah. Right. So they were like. No, no, no chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. And there was that scientist who won the Nobel Prize that was like, "This won't kill them," and It'll just beat them. Beat and then it, it literally and it just wiped out everyone mm-hmm. in and the, the terrible, terrible, horrible, terrible, way. horrible things. Yeah. So that's what she made. <laughs> and I guess Ooh. when it started pouring out of her toilet, she's like. And it started to burn my eyes and yeah. my throat. It's like, so I opened all the windows and then they all had to like flee the house. And then the whole town had to be evacuated oh, boy, because big amount of chlorine. This chemical warfare. <laughs> this noxious cloud just like pouring out of the streets. And wow. And of course it has a lower density. So it sinks. sinks. Right. So no, wait, no, if it's a lower density, it should be, you mean it's more dense. Oh, yeah. It'll it's sink higher, it's more sorry, dense. it's a higher density. Yeah, so it so sinks. It's like hanging out. <laughs> it's 
just like <laughs> so I just thought that Ooh, was wow quite the story is there, is there is there toilet still clogged um you know I don't know if it exists anymore <laughs> uh, but luckily no one was severely hurt well at least you can get away from the gas and since it does sit if you can run away from right. it and then you're gonna be above it and I so guess she was kind of like I opened the windows and it just kept coming and so then I had to flee my house um it's not wow. the first time that like accidents like this have happened well I mean you like, know these chemicals and people to go blue let's put them all together Oops. yeah it, it's a it's a banned chemical though mm, so no. here, mm. I mean so here's this this woman who made it probably <laughs> like in her toilet why are you how did you make chlorine gas what were you trying to do I put two Two, tubs two bottles of this toilet unclogger, and then it did work. So three liters of bleach, like I don't. And cleaning killed any kind of any living thing that was in there. I don't but understand my how God. that's gonna unclog. Well, I'm saying the bleach won't Use do that. Use a plunger, right? <laughs> I'm just sorry. So I don't know if you ever watched anime, <coughs> Animaniacs. Yes. Yeah, and they had the one with with uh, when Plucky the duck, yeah. Plucky was little. Yeah. And so he had he he was learning how to go to the bathroom. So mm. he's he watches it go down the hole, and he goes, <gasps> "Oh, that goes down, down the hole!" And then it keeps playing, and then it gets clogged, and then it you know it's like, "Oh, the, the boat toy came, you know, Bucky do- boat went down the hole," and then it starts coming back. <gasps> the boat came back. I remember and then that. It, like floods everywhere. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of without the chlorine gas. <laughs> Except instead of. A noxious gas that is a chemical warfare. It's just a boat. Uh, just a boat. I just, yeah, I, I, I almost, just, I almost thought you were going to be talking about the last science stories with the big like, oh, the the, the fabulous vapor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, you're already talking about no, this. No, oh, this is also England, right? So <laughs> I get a lot of my news England? stories from IFL. Get together. Right, oh yeah, IFL science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she needs and, to get together with the Fatberg thing. UK. Maybe she would have been She able could to destroy it. the Fatbergs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Except, together. Except you, you also just poison everybody just else. Just poison everyone <laughs> in London. But <laughs> but they have the best pies in London. <laughs> the worst wow. Fatbergs in London. <laughs> that's super crazy. You know, yeah. a, a side note on bleach. Uh, I had a... Uh, and we lived in Florida, right? And we have hurricanes. You've already told the story. That one? Yes, yeah. I thought we did. Yes, you Yeah, did. when we were talking about... What were we talking about? You were... I don't remember which one it was. It was about chlorine. It was probably when we did salt. Oh, maybe. Because you talked about your friend that got burned. Yeah. The sodium hydroxide. Yeah. Yeah. That's why bleach isn't good. It's not going to clear that either. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I I don't get why she... Like, her next thought was like, okay... This unclogger didn't work. <laughs> so I'm going to bleach, bleach it. it. You're like, I guess it's strong. But it doesn't. I know it doesn't, but I'm just trying you know, to get in her so strange I'm a, I'm a mentality. Hippie, and, um, you know, you don't, you actually don't. And I'm also on a, a septic tank. And mm, you don't want right, to put yeah, bleach put, in yeah. there because then it kills the stuff that breaks down the stuff in, the, in your septic tank. Right. Um, and actually, I once bought, instead of Drano, I bought Drainbow. <laughs> and it, it, it has enzymes that you activate with warm water. Good. So you mix it with warm water, and mm-hmm. it and it like activates the enzymes, mm-hmm. and then they like then you pour that down the drain of your sink, and it mm-hmm. kind of, in theory, <laughs> they don't think it really worked that well. Again, well, plunger. it's yeah, plungers work great. I mean, enzymes will depending on what the clog is. Yeah, the clog, the clog. 
Um, the clog. <laughs> it's the clog. And you may not have enough, right? The enzymes will speed right. up reactions and whatever it's supposed to eat, but it's but they're specific. Enzymes are specific. So if you're not, if it's not, well, it doing would, the right reaction, it's, it's it was meant for like clogs, and so you would think it was those right, but really, but, but right, but it like whatever the enzyme is, uh catalyzing the, that whatever reaction that is it's very specific so whatever protein or other chemical or compound that is there has to be specific to the enzyme that you're putting in there mm -hmm. so if you have something that those enzymes aren't going to be able to break down break down then it's not going it's to useless. help yeah <laughs> just that again there. plunger just use a plunger. Oh, plungers plungers are good you know what that's that's all you need my friend uh down in coopville actually or one of the uh, girls uh, clogged the sink and they couldn't figure out how to uh, like nothing was working so they had to it was one of the dual sinks so they actually had to put one plunger on one side and then put plunger on the other side and, and then like yeah <laughs> so it finally went <laughs> yeah grass yeah it's lovely so plungers yeah good things yeah yeah okay so if you learn anything from this podcast <laughs> do not take toilet unclogger mm -hmm. like in mass Amounts. amounts of and mass like amounts of bleach and massive amounts of bleach and mix them yeah it's not a good yeah she put like she put the the unclogger in their toilet at like one in the afternoon and mm -hmm. then she waited until like eight o'clock at night okay to put in the, the bleach. bleach how quickly did it happen after she put the bleach in i'm not sure okay because it probably was a more quick reaction i'm sure yeah, it was a quick reaction bleach. but that's just interesting. I'm just wondering, like, my chemical brain is now mm -hmm. going on there of, like, what what reaction occurred that released the chlorine? Because the chlorine had to have come from the uh, declogger mm. the, um, because of sodium hydroxide. Bleach is basically just sodium and hydroxide. So if the sodium, I don't know. It says uh, the chemicals in the toilet unblocker and the bleach reacted to form a putrid cloud of chlorine gas, mm. a poisonous substance so toxic it gets banned by the Geneva Convention. <laughs> And right. is use, and its use is considered a war crime. Oh, <laughs> did she actually get charged? In small, I don't <laughs> think she did, because it was not intentional. Okay, intentionally. Um, get it. Yeah, and we talked about in the salt episode. Basically, the you get pulmonary edema. Right. Yeah. What should we just talk about? Yeah, the edema. Edema. Did yeah. I say edema? Edema. It's a little different. Edamame. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, fluid buildup. Yeah, the lungs. so basically, she He's shut brown. the bathroom door and opened up all the windows, but that didn't really stop the spread. Right. So then she turned to a neighbor for because help. Gas wants to do that. It, it, they don't like the molecules of gas. Don't like each other, so they yeah. just try to spread it far away as each other. Um, they called the fire service. Right. They told her to evacuate. Mm -hmm. They sent fire crews from three separate stations. Um, had a car cordon off the street <laughs> um basically she told her story on facebook and as a warning to anyone who might be tempted to mix large quantities <laughs> of potentially legal 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 lethal lethal they are legal they are legal until you put them together now and then really legal <laughs> she wrote it was really serious she told bristol live we are all okay but it was the dumbest thing i've ever done please don't do this well, it was nice of her to put that out there. Yeah, I'm glad that she put that. But, yeah. I mean, and then the, the article goes on to talk about other situations in which chemical experiments went awry. Mm. And there's been other evacuations. One of them that wasn't a chemical experiment gone awry. It was just a suspected gas leak that turned out to be a foul-smelling fruit. 
I think that's durian. <laughs> that would be my guess because durian. durian? What's oh, durian? Oh, the grossest fruit ever. Mm. It smells like poopy death. <laughs> Not just death. Poopy death. Poopy death. So um, does it taste different, or does well, it taste like poopy death as thing. well? <laughs> Some people are like, yeah, no, it smells awful, but it tastes great. Mm. So, um, I've never actually had the fruit, but I had, okay. um, ex- I had. Chinese students in the dorm mm-hmm. that I was a dorm parent for, and they loved eating durian candy. Oh. But then they would put it in their mouth, mm-hmm. and then they would come up to me and breathe right in my face because they were <laughs> they were high school boys. And it just, oh, and then they're like, okay, no, you, you have to try it. I'm like, you know what? I will mm-hmm. try everything once. Right. And I was like, this is poopy death in my mouth. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I was like, hell <laughs> And then they just then then they thought it was so funny that I thought it was gross. Oh, of course. But like, you you ask people, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, oh it smells awful," and you're like, "Who who like saw this fruit and went, oh god, this smells like?" Let me taste it. Yeah, I'm good. But you know what? I'm real hungry, so I'm just gonna. Most of your taste is smell. I <laughs> So. And so you know what? I think for some people, mm. some people love the taste of it. They're like, yeah, it smells bad, but well, it I mean, it's good. like black licorice. I mean, I think it's disgusting. I don't. But like lots of people like it. A lot of people have dead taste buds. This is also true. <laughs> That's really my excuse for black. That's just wrong. I just don't like black licorice either. Oh, it was disgusting. My mom, my mom loves it, but so she's good to eat jelly beans with because you just give her all the black jelly beans. She loves them. I just don't like to eat jelly beans. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of like the sugar for sugar's sake. I, I just want chocolate. Mm. Oh, that's not, that's not bad. It's mm. fine. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I'd probably pick chocolate over jelly beans, but I still enjoy jelly bean. Have you, have you had the Bernie Botts flavored? flavored of um, course oh, I have. I'm just. And and I don't like that game. <laughs> I don't like the. Is this gonna be wild berry or toothpaste? I, is this gonna be vomit or tutti frutti? Like I don't like that. See, game. But that one. But you can look on the side. Now I saw one in the store at, at a Rite Aid that is the same thing, but it's not Bernie Bots. You know, it's not Hogwarts. Right. But because on that one you can look at what it is and see what it is, so you don't actually have to play the game. But that one is the one looks like either vomit. Or cherry. Like they made it look the same. So you no, literally don't know. I've seen Bernie Bots where the Tutti Frutti and the Vomit. Well, they can look, look very really similar. similar. But, but again, yeah. I don't want to pick up each candy and be like, is this one I throw <laughs> in the trash? Or is this one that I eat? And yeah. then I'm like, I don't even really like them that much in the first place. But when <laughs> I went to the Harry this? Potter night at the library, well, you, you know what? Greta was like, I want a child. I was like, ugh. But oh, she Benjamin loves like the vomit one. What? <laughs> I mean, he's, that one. Child he's like, is no, weird. I know. He loves soap. <laughs> he's like, that soap is the best. Greta really which liked I, the toothpaste flavored one. Which I'm I like, don't think we had a toothpaste one. Yeah. Our, our boxes don't have toothpaste. Yeah, there was one at the thing, and I'm well, like, that's you makes know, because of the yeah. Anti- yeah, like that's not bad. And she's like, mm, this one tastes great. And I got a toothpaste one. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, know. Well, see the vomit like. There's a lot of, you know, like the vomit one, it tastes like vomit. Like, it's terrible. The black pepper but, one's bad, too. Yeah, that one's terrible, too. One's but the um, But the soap was almost more for me because at least those other things, like, are supposed to be in your mouth. Like, vomit's <laughs> not, it does go there, though. But, like, you're not supposed to have soap in your mouth. Not unless you're my sister. <laughs> Does she actually have her soap, soap my mom, in her mouth? My mom would brush her teeth with soap Ugh. anytime she'd go. 
why don't you make me? She had an attitude problem. My mom's yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. I'm going to wash the, I'm going to wash that tooth right <laughs> out of your mouth. Anyways, awesome. tell me your story. Okay. So, um, mine is more animal cognition related. What? You telling stories about animals? I know. I never, never happens. happens. Um, so do you know the mirror test? The mirror test? Yes. It's a very famous one in cognition circles of self-awareness. Um, no, it does make me think of a play called Circle Mirror Transformation that oh. I've read. But okay. That's probably not probably the not same, same thing. No. So th the idea is um, if I put a mark on you, if I came up to you and, and I did a thing on your cheek like I just did. <laughs> well, that was a sound. That was a good sound. What would you do if you then were able to go to a mirror? I would probably look to see if it was on my cheek. Right. So you would go and you look at it and you say, so that's that... It has been a classic test to show that the animal is self-aware. Uh, that you know that the reflection is... Because if you've seen like a dog bark at a mirror... Or like a bird I had... <laughs> just run. Yeah, they no, like attack the no, bird, yeah, attack the mirror. They'd get in fights. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then they'd make up and they would and cuddle. And they'd be loving. Yeah. 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 We, called, so, we called... One was Ernie and we called the reflection Bert. <laughs> That's The <awesome>. parakeet. <laughs> he, he had a love-hate relationship with his um, reflection. Yeah. I could see that. It could be, it, you know, sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not. You know, I have a love-hate re relationship <laughs> with that reflection. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I look awesome. And other times I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's, <laughs> What's yeah, wrong with me? That's my life. Yeah. As a woman. <laughs> I think most women. Um, so anyway, so that's the test that's been used. Right. The, um, humans obviously do it. So if yeah. you get marked, you'll look to find where the mark is. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're not marked, like if you have felt that you're done, you'll mm -hmm. still look for it. Yeah. Uh, even, if even if I feel like there's something on my face, I'm right. going to look you in a mirror like, oh, and like, it. look. So if you know that the reflection is, is first of all, not an other, you know, another animal. Right. And then on top of that, you're realizing that it is a reflection of yourself. So mm. you are self-aware, which is the idea. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the ones, primates can do this. Yeah. Um, they've shown it in dolphins. Um, and there's, I, there may be another uh, mammal or two that can do it, but it's very rare right. um, that, that is available. So this uh, study was, have you ever heard of the cleaner wrasses, fish? So the ones that... Um, I'm sorry, are you saying cl cleaner wrasses? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, exactly what I'm saying. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, cleaner asses. Okay. That does not. Yeah, the, no. I was cleaner. like, like, there's a fish named that? The scientist. The wrasse is a W-R-A-S-S-E. Okay. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I got it now. So these little cleaner asses are the ones that, that have the cleaning stations. So the big like moray eels and yeah, sharks yeah, will yeah. even will go over and they're like, I won't eat you now if it's you clean not my like, parasites. Wait. They're the ones that go and clean. They're the ones that clean or get yeah. clean? No, they're the ones that clean. The like the shrimp. The yeah. There's different types of right, cleaning right, stations right. and fish that and do I that. just think mm -hmm. of the... I watch a lot of PBS with my <laughs> child. Mm -hmm. And they're splashing bubbles. And there's moray. Mm -hmm. No, mori. The moray. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little shrimpy. Not right. a shrimp. But you yeah. know what I mean? That cleans his teeth. Mm -hmm. But it's a, but this is a fish. Yeah. This is so it looks uh, it looks like that he's super Oh, cute. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, little, so it's a little... They're small fish. Yeah. So what's really interesting is this story just came out and that to all objective thing that the, the, the project showed that the RAS was self-aware, that the, the, he passed the mirror test. Huh. So they put a mark on him and he would go and like try to rub where the mark was and he didn't do it. Um, and even if the mark wasn't there, he would like kind of rub on that. And then it was also that it wasn't, 
uh, if they put the mark on the mirror, he didn't do it. Oh. So it wasn't just like he saw there and something then thought on it was the right. He knew that that was to... something different. Yeah. Huh. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, the cleaner ass uh, responds to its reflection and attempts to remove marks on its body during the mirror test. A, mo- a gold standard for determining if an animal is self-aware. So a fish that's self-aware. Right. So, well, so that's the thing, though, is that now they're like, well, does, does, that, does mean that mean self-aware? it? Right. So um, does a pass mark in the mirror test demonstrate that fish possess self-awareness, a cognitive trait thought only to be present in primates and some other mammals? Um, or can the mirror test be solved by very different cognitive processes oh. than previously thought? So is there something else that's going on that's not necessarily us being, that animal being self-aware? Now, what's interesting is that, you know, it took a long time for them to even say primates, which are so close to us. Right. And even dolphins who are highly intelligent, for them to be like, okay, they're self-aware. You know, so... Mm-hmm. You know, and and we do need to be cautious because think of some like of these if times it's more of a nurture cognitive thing. Like, if they see another one of their kind that has something on their face, mm-hmm. like to want to clear that off of them, and they're cleaning animals, right? So and yeah, so like and that, but that would also lead to another thing. Like, well, if it's not, they don't think it's themselves, but they are caring, empathetic towards mm. another animal. Right? That leads to another thing. Um, so he said, the behaviors we observe leave little doubt that the fish fulfills the criteria of the mirror test as originally laid out. What is less clear is whether these behaviors should be considered as evidence that the fish are self-aware. Even though in the past, these same behaviors have been interpreted as self-awareness in so many other animals. Um, so Maybe they d- they're just self-absorbed. <laughs> I love myself so much. It makes um, me really think of Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Though when, when Flo... When there's the fish that who's like, and this is my sister oh, Flo. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? And then when the, the algae's all over it, she's like, I don't want to say Flo. Oh, she's gone. Flo, where are you? <laughs> don't believe anything she says. She's nuts. <laughs> I love that one. So she is not self-aware. Totally. Well, and so the the interesting thing is, you know, that the other ones, my primates and stuff can go and pick at the mark and use use their hands, right? Dolphins was dolphins was the first one that was like, they don't have hands to do that. So yeah. how would you how interpret that? Well, so they did that where they they would turn their heads and look and then try to rub on things that mm. they couldn't get their hands to. So their flippers, couldn't their flippers their like, face. can't do that. Um, so they were you know wondering that about the fish because they don't have um, hands hands right. Um, so. They placed a carlid mark on the fish on a location that can only be seen in a mirror or reflection. And to pass the test, the animal must touch or investigate the mark, demonstrating it perceives the reflected image as itself. And it's crossed, obviously clearly a challenge for animals such as fish that lack hands or limbs. <laughs> um, but he, so he attempted to remove the mark by scraping their bodies on hard surfaces after viewing themselves in the mirror. Never attempted to remove a transparent mark in the presence of a mirror. Or colored marks when no so mirror was present. would they look at the mirror and then go to a rough thing to rub yeah. it and then come back and look in the mirror? I think so, yeah. That, and then, that seems to me like self-awareness. Right. And then they wouldn't do it like if you just touched it but didn't leave a mark, they'd look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm fine. And then didn't, didn't try to remove a mark that wasn't there. Huh. Um, and unmarked so fish. it's not like, a, ah, I feel something on my face. Right. It's like, oh, I know I was touched, but now there's but nothing there's, on me, oh. so it's okay. Um, unmarked fish did not attempt to remove marks from themselves when interacting with a marked fish across a clear divider. So oh, looking at another so fish. the empathy thing, right, my run theory. Run, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Nor did they attempt not to... Not that re- I thought fish were empathetic. No, but, but you never yeah. know. 
Um, nor did they attempt to remove marks placed on the mirror itself, suggesting the fish were not innately reacting to a mark resembling an ectoparasite anywhere that right. they needed to remove. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, what I like about the story was that the the authors of it, you know, acknowledged the controversial nature of this. You know, we're not mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, all of a sudden fish are self-aware. You're right. Um, you do have to kind of. Um, but it is, is it is acknowledging that like these elements of right it did pass this it so what passed does this the mean? test what right. does it mean now? so this is depending on your position you might reject the interpretation that these behaviors in a fish satisfy passing the test at all but on what objective basis can you do this when the behaviors they show are so functionally similar to those of other species that have passed the test mm-hmm. right um so they they talked to the um, editors for the journal that it was published in um, asked Professor Franz de Waal, who's a very famous uh, primatologist mm-hmm. uh, and has written a lot of books about animal empathy and, or not empathy, but animal awareness. cognition and awareness and things. Um, and he's this, he studied the mirror self-recognition. And while de Waal finds the fish studying intriguing, he urges caution in interpreting it. In doing so, he calls for less black and white approach to self- animal self-awareness. And this is what I love. What what if self-awareness develops like an onion, developing layer upon layer, rather than appearing all at once? To explore self-awareness further, we should stop looking at responses to the mirror as its litmus test. Only with a richer theory of the self and a larger test battery will we be able to determine all of the various levels of self-awareness, including what exactly fits fish fit in. So the idea of, like... That, that there's multiple levels of self-awareness. Right. So it, the self-awareness that a fish has may not be the same self-awareness that we have, but it it's but it's still there. doesn't right. negate. We always, we always relate everything back to ourselves. Like if it's self-aware, it's as self-aware as me. Right. But it's no, it may not like their brains work differently and it, right. but it doesn't make it any less, you know, like it's, it's just different. And right. I think that's our big problem is mm. we relate everything to us. And that's mm-hmm. why we have to separate us from animals and dolphins can't do that. And primates can't do that because they're not us. Mm-hmm. And then each time we find that they do break that barrier, we find some other barrier to put up between them and us because mm-hmm. we have to be different. So this idea that, wow, fish. Because we're self-absorbed. <laughs> Very self-absorbed. Because <laughs> humans are awesome. We're the Destroying best. the world. Um, I, love, I love every time I explain to my second graders that we are, in fact, mammals. And, like, you could just see their, their tiny little brains exploding. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> I had a super proud moment with my six-year-old because um, he was talking, some reason talking about shock collars for dogs. Hmm. I didn't know where it came up. But he was like. He heard that you know that some people use shock collars on dogs and we're like yeah you know it's not very nice you know and and he was like well you can't do that and you can't do that on people and i was like yeah no you can't he's like but people are animals and so are dogs so therefore we shouldn't you know be able to do that and i was like oh such a proud mama moment right now <laughs> like yes you're right people are animals we don't like to think it but we are we are um, and so the, to equate that, being like, well, you can't do that. To, you can't do that to humans. So why should you be able to do that to animals? And then he wanted yeah. to become governor so that he could ban people selling them in the store. <laughs> but unfortunately, my brain goes to the, like, well, yes, people are animals. But like, we are allowed to kill animals to eat. We're not allowed to kill people to eat. Because mm. there is a difference there is a well i mean it's a difference between there's cannibalism and then you know the cycle of nature and other animals are able to kill other animals to eat as well right that's a part did you hear about the the runner in colorado that ate somebody no (laughs) sorry i was thinking about animals that 
Like he got really needed some protein. No, he was he was running on a trail and Mm -hmm. a juvenile cougar (gasps) attacked him, and it was only eighty. It was only eighty pounds. pounds. (laughs) My husband was like, "It was just a juvenile." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I couldn't fight off anything that weighed eighty pounds, including a sack of potatoes, (laughs) if it landed on me." (laughs) I'd be like, "Ah, yeah, I'm just gonna die." (laughs) Um, he killed it with his bare hands. Holy, he he choked it out. Oh my gosh. And, and then, because their jaws then, are very strong. And then he ran back to his car and drove himself to the hospital. He's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of flack for it because he defended himself. Well, because he murdered a but predator. But, but, I know. So if an eighty pound man attacks you and you killed them because he was attacking you, you're I don't. That seems well, like self defense. A lot of people were like, "You shouldn't have been running where there's." So, saying that you shouldn't been running while they're with, in an area where the animals were known to be or whatever. Right, but like... This, but he was this, on a trail? This was, he was on a trail. Mm-hmm. And it's abnormal behavior for a cougar. Right, they're not going to usually Cougars go after people. don't usually go after people. Right. And he but tried today. all the steps beforehand. Right. He made himself big. Uh, and right. Walk away. And then it attacked him. And he basically... It like it, it like bit his face and right. then it got its jaws around his wrist and then he grabbed a rock and was like like beating it. it yeah and then and then he ended up choking it out jeez I'm like oh my gosh that's badass like you <laughs> you have the fight instinct <laughs> in you my friend because you will you'll be a good father you protect that family I know, it's like, oh my gosh <laughs> that's crazy yeah. And then they checked it for like rabies or anything. It didn't yeah, have rabies, fine. but like that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, the problem is we're seeing more and more of that as as humans encroach into into the environment. And yeah, and destroy the any right, environment like, that we actually know. have for them. And also, I mean, if he was really hungry, you know, there you you do crazy things when you're hungry. Yes, I was watching Naked and Afraid today. <laughs> exactly. Because you, you go on shows like Naked and Afraid <laughs> when you're really hungry. <laughs> no, hungry for fame. <laughs> so sorry you said animals just you know will just eat anything and that made me think of that quick story yeah no i mean it's you know well i think like it's the cycle of life right and, you know but we are animals we are animals yeah yes and well yeah. so it, speaking of that we we did a um a kind of a, a weird thing on on the boat while we we're on the in out in the palms doing dolphin research and we go through interesting thought processes while we're waiting for dolphins to show when up when you're stuck on a boat stuck waiting on a boat with like 10 other people yeah so then we were talking about basically what what would you do if you were um the only option was to eat people right Ooh. you know like the the soccer team in the andes that um when the plane crashed and stuff or um the darn i can't think of that group that got stuck in the snow crossing the sierras well, because that was in the that was also in the snow, the plane crash, but yeah, something else. Oh, someone someone's listening to this podcast and they're yelling at me right now. You'll know it as soon as we turn the recording. Of course, I will. Um, but we we so we discussed, you know, and as a lot of us as scientists were just like, yeah, eat me if I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead already. Don't kill me. Don't kill me to eat me. But if I die, then just eat me. And one we had one lady in the boat that was just like. She thought we were like the most terrible people ever. Uh, like, I am never going like anywhere near you guys again. I'm like, well, we're not going to kill you to eat you, but like, why this waste is, the meat? This is if a hypothetical you know, situation, right? I'm like, I'm not going to go out and eat people, but like, if that's the only option, it's that or dying, and the people are already dead. That's what happened yeah. on on the the tale of the Essex, the um, actual real real life story of of Moby Dick, 
where the the oh. ship got got crushed by the uh, the whale, and they went on the rowboats, and then the one there's there's like six or seven guys in the rowboat. It ended up that only two of them survived mm. of a long harrowing journey. Um, but one of them, they, they basically started, they first, they, when people would die, they'd throw them overboard and all that, but then they started running out of rations Yeah. and then they didn't have anybody dead. <laughs> so then they were drawing straws about oh, who to kill. No. Yeah. To eat Ooh, them. And oh my God. Cool. Yeah. No. Seriously. And when they found. But you're like in the ocean, can't you just like. Fish. Not fish very easily. No, I guess not. I mean, you the ocean is pretty big and there's not a lot of fish right at the surface. You're on a, you're on a whaling boat. Don't but you're on you're on now this little skiff. I know, but thing. shouldn't you know how to? I don't know. Well, yeah, they're whaling; they're not fishing. But they didn't have anything to fish either. That's and it's on the ocean, big, oh, wide, out open ocean. You know, there's a lot of nothing. That's true. <laughs> and then some fish. That's true. And when they found him, he was um, he was sucking on the marrow oh, of the bones God. and like wouldn't let it go because that he was like you know anyway. Like, this, this is crazy. My only way to live. Yeah, so it's crazy. And when I was in eighth grade, we went on. Um, we actually went to Orcas Island from mm-hmm. Spokane to Camp Orkila, and our science teacher was reading us a book about cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> I look back uh, on that and I'm like, mm, maybe that wasn't the best choice. It probably wasn't the best choice, but yeah. and I remember being a little uncomfortable. I'm like, why is he? It was, and it was like it was it was like a nonfiction. Like okay. it was it was legit. Yeah. Like not just like some creepy yeah, so like gross a real story. life like uh, cannibalism. <laughs> It's not creepy in real life either. Well, but. no, but I mean, but it's made up instead of right. being like, this it's is not- a live story about what this happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's like going when we go out on the boat, um, people would watch like Shark Week right before they go out on the boat. And it's like, it probably wasn't the best thing to watch. Yeah. Before going out into the Bahamas where there actually are sharks. <laughs> I mean, they're fine, but still. <laughs> I, I love sharks. I'm also like deeply afraid of them. Well, you should have a healthy respect. For I have, sharks, I have a healthy very, respect. They are one of those animals that has not really evolved a lot in the last millions of years because they're pretty good how they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, except for people who cut I their just, dorsal fins off for, uh, for shark fin soup. Well, I mean that's the thing. It's like sharks are responsible for what, like, six deaths a year. Oh yeah, something. And like we are responsible for like six million, six million yeah, shark whatever. deaths a year. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's usually just for like the shark fin. Yeah, which is so terrible because they it's like with the with you know elephant tusks and stuff. They just they literally catch the shark, shave off its fin, and throw it alive back in the water, where it won't be able to swim most likely. And then it, and the shark has to keep moving to breathe, right? And almost, so there almost all species, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. about all species mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. so that's pretty. It's just ugh, people but, are terrible. But they don't do that with elephants. They don't just like cut off the tusk and let them live. They usually kill them and then right, them. right. But they're, I mean, so that case at least they've they've died and and they're not suffering anymore. But you're yeah. also just wasting the entire elephant for. We just won't the get into. Really and brutality. Like, yeah, we've gotten really. <laughs> yeah, we started chemical warfare and. Huh. cannibalism and <laughs> so fish can be made be self-aware and don't put bleach and uh toilet cleaner down your toilet also um in honor of snowmageddon <laughs> um bellingham is using beets oh yeah as a de-icer which is because they salt you, is you, bad it, salt is bad it still has salt in it okay the beet de-icer much, but it's right. less amount of salt 
And apparently, because there's because there's sodium chloride that can be used, and there's mm-hmm. also magnesium chloride, and mm-hmm. so a lot of places use magnesium chloride because it's better than the salt. Mm-hmm. But magnesium chloride, I saw when I saw that post, is bad as it leaches out into the water for right. animals. Right. So. Well, you just don't want to introduce a whole lot of salt into. Yeah. An there's a lot of osmoregulation going on from all these different animals, and you don't want to mess up their salt balance. Yeah. And I guess in Canada, they were using beets like two years ago. Right, because we're, we're slow. But then it just looked like <laughs> the road. <laughs> it looked like the streets were like a bloodbath. Why bath. did they use golden beets? Because <gasps> mm. then it wouldn't look nearly like a bloodbath. Because like, they're delicious. <laughs> the golden beets are. I don't like regular beets. I love I like golden beets. beets. I like golden beets. I have them some in the fridge I need to use, actually. I have some beets in the fridge I need to use. Beet party. Beet party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to call that. We're going to call stories. it a day. Yeah. Um. Don't forget to like us. <laughs> Subscribe Please. to us. Please like us. <laughs> or we'll eat you. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you die first. It's totally. Yeah. We're legit. That yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like, subscribe, and share. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that's, that's this was an episode of Science Stories. That's right. Um, more elements coming up next. More elements are coming up next. Mm-hmm. Some will be super exciting and have lots of cultural references. <laughs> and some will less. not. And so we'll much. have some fill about something exciting. But you know what? You you have you had to know what you were getting into. Yeah, it's true. Not all not all elements can be are silver and gold. Exactly. Which if you haven't listened to that one, it's you actually it. really it's good. There's fun. a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of cultural references oh, yeah, in there. Kind of centered around that. It's yeah. pretty important in our culture culture yeah so yeah um thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening mm-hmm. don't let these science stories get you down <laughs> and uh science is, awesome. science is great mm-hmm. my name is grace my name is cindy catch you on the flip side Bye-bye. mic's on is your mic on plug it in plug it in fresh in 60 days <laughs> we were just talking about osmium being smelly so we're plugging it in mm. Mm. but now we're gonna do some science stories so we'll just testing the mics Woo! Woo.